Welcome to the third Mad Men Exaltations. <laughs> the M- Emmys. Musical guest, Music. jo- Joan Harris. <laughs> Musical guest. Musical guest. <laughs> oh, Here we yeah. are, a year plus later. Don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to mention it every time. We do. It's long awaited. It makes have me been, feel bad. The people have been clamoring. You've been clamoring. For the awards, of course. It's great. It's always fun. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great season, yet again. Mm-hmm. There's never been a bad season, right? Correct. This is the best one of them. So, Spoiler alert to my yeah, answer later. There's the finale. Out yeah. the window. The best picture. Yeah. It's not going to be any uh, drama. With yeah. That. Reading a, an early reading yeah. of the envelope. Warren Beatty is not here yeah. to confuse everybody with the winner. Um, but here we are at the end of season three. Yes. And we like to use this time to recap some key moments from both the show and our podcast. Yeah, really go back and uh, dig deep into this cultural phenomenon that is our Our podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, yeah, so season three, we always start with the actual awards the show won, and it continued. No, we don't. We start with a drink. And then, therefore, we start with the best drink, and then we start with the... Oh, excuse me. Well, at least last time we did. And okay. I only know this because I'm the only one that listens to our podcast. <laughs> yes. And that's what we did last Christina time. Christina wins best listener, yet again, to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was not nominated. No. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so, we made a drink. Yes, and we always start with a champagne drink. Or like a, a, a sparkly, yes. like, awards night cocktail right. of sorts. So we went with a classic for a classic season of TV, didn't we? We did. The French 75 cocktail. <sighs> um, very, very deceptively light tasting, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but a true classic. Uh, usually made from the same ingredients. It dates to World War I. Um, an early form was created in 1915 at the New York Bar in Paris. Later Harry's New York Bar. We've heard of that uh, one. Yeah. We know her. The New York Bar. Yeah. Yes. And the combination was said to have such a kick that it felt like being shelled with the powerful French 75 millimeter field gun. Holy um, shit. <laughs> yeah, real World War One vibes from that one. Um, first recorded as the 75 in Harry's ABC of Mixing Cocktails, the 1922 edition. It does feel like a 20s Prohibition era drink. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, who knew what type of strength gin you were probably getting? Bathtub. Uh, yeah, I assume. Yeah, bathtub. Bathtub strength. Yep. I assume <laughs> that they all came in like those brown medicine bottles back then. Yeah, with, um, a, with a, a skull and crossbow. Yeah. Or like three X's <laughs> X, on the front. X, X, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you couldn't tell how strong it would be. So, yeah. what better way to uh, cut that down than adding more deceptively strong alcohol? Right. And alcohol that. Like blends in with the flavor of gin, so you think you're just drinking champagne. Some, some like for kind of part of it. Like when I drink this, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm definitely drinking a gin cocktail. It's right. deceptively champagne tasting. Well, let's just say the original done by Harry Macalone um, consisted of Calvados. What is that? Which is a brandy made with apples Ooh, or pears, yeah. gin, grenadine, and absinthe. Wow. Whereas the alternate one in Robert Vermeer's cocktails, how to mix them. Uh, added lemon juice. So let's just say we're not doing that absolute uh, Iron Man of a drink. And would you look at that? It was popularized at the Stork Club. Yeah. I've only heard of that one. We have. Before and talked about that. It all comes together here, right? Yes, yes. Um, So anyway, the French 75, pretty simple to make. Um, You just need about half an ounce of lemon juice, 
freshly squeezed, always better. Um, and then you can use one and a half spoons of powdered sugar, or you can substitute uh, basically seven and a half milliliters of simple syrup. Basically that, yeah. Yeah, which is approximately a, a teaspoon and a half of simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Then you add in one and a half uh, ounces of gin. You shake all that up in a cocktail maker. Yes, dry gin. Always dry gin for these types of drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, though I bet if you got some certain type of not as dry gins, it would taste good because they'd yeah, be sweeter. Yeah, it a good kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, anyway, shake that up, uh, pour it into a champagne flute, and then you top with two and a half ounces of champagne or sparkling wine. Now, Sometimes just- it's easier to put a little of the champagne in first because mm-hmm. it, I made these two for us and both of them overflowed yeah. over the top. Um, it's the bubbles. I was you just going to deal with the bubbles. If you follow the next instruction on the recipe we're looking at, consider pouring half the champagne into the glass first to help reduce foaming. Did you I did. do that? I did. Oh, okay. I did actually. But then just you, just pour, you just pour too fast and it's impossible. Champagne bubbles move different than soda bubbles. Yeah. I don't know. Or beer bubbles. That's because champagne is special. Yeah. It cool. rises way fast they rise yeah. way faster and you don't ex- it, they don't rise immediately so yeah. there's like a little bit of a delay while you're pouring and then it just goes which is like the yeah. experience of champagne come- hitting you like yeah exactly it's like it doesn't quite go it uh, you have a bit of a lag and then you're floating in the clouds which <laughs> is why champagne is one of the best buzzes you can get champagne is um, the best but it's also one of the worst hangovers oh, you can get so uh just the double-edged sword yes, yes it comes to strike again um <laughs> so just keep that in mind but it's a great drink it's so easy to drink and fun yeah and it'll be great to hand out our much coveted awards <laughs> cheers so back yeah. on the topic of drinks we need to pick what our best what each of our select personal best drinks of the season were we made one for every episode so now we need to reflect back upon those yeah it looks like you have a list of all of them in order i have all of them listed in order here but i don't think we need to go through all of them right we can just pick a couple of our favorites or just say our favorite i think at this point yeah um so i will say a few honorable mentions um the wedding cake cocktail which was that crazy amaretto blended yeah one of course that tasted like you know that milkshake almond vanilla wedding cake very good we have the tom and jerry which is again a midwestern holiday party classic our friend and special guest brit brought her family gave us her family's recipes so we got to make like a real a real good traditional one um always a lovely winter warmer yes and i also liked we had made one called the may day rum cocktail which was another blended one i do like a blended drink um and it was like a fruit based like a punch almost but blended yeah however the winner, the winner of all, was the Aperol Spritz. A true classic. Ugh. I could have predicted. Yeah, one of it's like a cocktail I'll order out in the summer right. anyway, and one that I especially enjoyed because we picked it for our Italy episode because it was one that we first really saw around in Italy when we went in the summer of twenty eighteen, and now it's it everywhere. Reminds me of that. Yeah, now time, it's everywhere. A nice trip. Good choices you? all. Yeah. How about you? I always go with the boozier ones, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so, not the cream team. I'm not on the cream team, no. Just I'm afraid, me. yeah. You're alone. You're the, you're the captain I of the cream I think I'm not team. the only 
only one on that team. Um, so the couple that stood out to me were the penicillin, which was a scotch drink um, that we did, and we made our own syrup, our That's own right. honey ginger oh, syrup fun, for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the one that I actually kept drinking after, mm-hmm. surprisingly, uh, doing the pod. A lot of these you try and they're like, wow, that's really interesting. I'll never do it um, again. Yeah. Yeah. The penicillin is one that I've seen out and okay. I've gotten out before. Yeah. Um, but the one that I drank at home and I kept mixing shockingly was the grounds for divorce. The last one we did that was yeah. the Rye, Kirsch, Sinar, and Amaro. Just a much deeper Manhattan, I would call mm-hmm. it. Manhattan rabbit hole. <laughs> like a... Uh... Lower, a lower Manhattan, upper Manhattan, yeah, a lower yeah. Manhattan. Yeah, whatever the dingier part of Manhattan yeah, is. Yeah, financial district. Uh. Um, so I really, yeah, I really liked that one. Uh, I kept coming back. Honorable mention to the White Lady, which was our first egg white cocktail. Mm, um, liked, that actually liked turned liked that out that pretty one, yeah. good. Um, you can't drink too many of those, though. Yeah. Especially with the cost of eggs, how they are these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Bird, damn you, bird flu. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and it's time to get into the real uh, awards in a minute. But first, oh, season three, Mad Men again. It cleaned up yeah. at the Emmys. Of course, we're only doing the Emmys. Uh, the Golden Globes have basically been canceled, and it won a lot of other awards. Yes, um, but this is a big TV award. Right. I would still say yes. still. Yeah. Um, it cleaned up. It won Outstanding Drama again for season Woo, three. Hell um, yeah! It also won Outstanding Writing uh, for Shut the Door, Have a Seat, the finale, which yep. makes complete sense. It was also nominated uh, again in the Outstanding Writing in a Drama Series category for um, Guy Walks into an Advertising yes. Agency. So no shame in losing to your own show, right? right. <laughs> um, anyway, the nominations, of course, John Hamm for Outstanding for Lead Actor. And he, yes, the Emmy's Hottest <laughs> category. Uh, he did win that one, I believe. <laughs> Right in votes. Um, he of course lost to Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad, um, and that's that's like the t- the push and pull of that era of TV. I definitely, think, you know? definitely. Uh, January Jones was nominated. Good for outstanding lead actress. She lost to Kira Sedgwick from The Closer. Okay. Uh, never watched The Closer. I know my parents loved it. But I know um, Kira is a talented actress. So yes. Fair enough. Uh, John Slattery was. Nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actor. He lost to Aaron Paul, also from Breaking Bad. Oh, that's um, a, I mean, yeah. Christina Hendricks and Elizabeth Moss were both nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress. They lost to Archie Panjabi in The Good Wife, another show that I have not seen. I would like to, though. I've, I've heard it's good, and I think it'd be up my alley. Robert Morse uh, was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. Um, which is odd to consider Burt Cooper a yeah. guest actor in a show. He lost to John Lithgow from Dexter, which... Oh, that's uh, a powerhouse whoo, guest. That is yeah. one that I think I can I can handle. Notwithstanding what happened to Dexter in the long run, that, that was the peak of the show. And was it was really a, a really good show. Killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, it was also nominated for directing for mm. Guy Walks Into an Advertising Agency. And it again lost to The Getaway... Uh, Dexter, which was the finale of the John Lithgow season. Wild ending. Um, when I can, I, I think I can still live with losing that one, but it's just like, it, it ran into a show that was the absolute peak of its show. Yeah, think, yeah. At that point. And yeah, I think that, you know, to the point about main versus supporting versus guest, I'm sure there's some like hours or, you know, percentage threshold and that the actors and or the show and or like their agents or guilds or whomever can like decide what they're going up for and can make sure that they don't split votes among themselves too right and i don't think robert morris probably had a shot at getting a supporting 
yeah. nomination. So maybe they put him up for guest in yeah. there. I don't know how that works exactly. Um, if okay. someone does know how you do that. Because I know certain movies at the Oscars can put themselves up for best foreign picture or best documentary, but can also put themselves up for best picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have to do one or the other. I can't remember what the distinction is. Yeah, I'm sure we can. You do one or the other. Google it. Um, anyway, it was good to see a lot of acting get, what about, get recognized. Did, was there anything about makeup and hair? I didn't see any of that on the uh, Wikipedia page. Um, in fact, I had to go off the Wikipedia page to even find out who won uh, the guest uh, mm. actor. Um, you did Wik- outside research. Yeah, I had to do some outside Wikipedia research um, because this only uh, the Wikipedia page only has acting, directing, and writing. Wow. So uh, I'm sure it did pick up some other technical awards. Not that we treat those any less, um, but we... Honestly, I treat those as shoe-ins. I would feel like it would win every single award there. It should, At least yeah. until Game of Thrones shows up in a couple of years. Um, but it should wipe the floor with Breaking Bad in terms of makeup costumes. and costumes yeah. and set design. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I also just feel like this is a superior show to Breaking Bad. So <laughs> Let's just say we don't have a podcast about Breaking Bad, but we have considered making one called Baking Bad where I bake <laughs> something for each week. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't like love it in the same way. I like, like, I like Breaking Bad quite a lot, but I don't have yes. the passion for it that could sustain a podcast. I felt that we were in the minority for some reason. Most people consider Breaking Bad to be a better show at this point. I just don't get that at all, but... Mm-hmm. I Not think, to say I think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Yes, we too, both do. So. But we're also biased uh, in terms of our profession on on that one. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to get into right. our awards? Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. You? yeah. Oh yeah. Are you? <laughs> I'm ready. I I'm guess. ready. Start us off. All right. So the first category that we do is best guest st- actor and actress, okay. and we kind of define this one as to go back to our. Everything revolves around Don theory. Mm-hmm. Um, these characters can't revolve strongly around one of the main characters. Yeah, so they they're to be just more one-off. In and out. Yeah. yeah. So who did you have in mind? Who are you thinking of for this one? This one is always a hard one. It's hard. It's hard yeah. to define the scope too, honestly, between secondary and exactly. Guests. Yeah. So, um, a and couple. Of course, you know, yeah. it's a. It's a fluid. Uh, yeah, category. we're not the Emmys. Yeah. You know, we don't have strict parameters for this. Um, a couple ideas I had: Guy McKendrick. Of course. And I'm, I, I just wrote down the act or the character. So pardon me that um, I don't have the actor's mm. name. Ho ho. Ho ho. I have ho ho here. Aaron Stanford is the actor. Um, I grouped him with uh, James Fisher, who played. Kinsey's friend Jeffrey, the drug dealer. Oh, I liked him. He was very <laughs> handsome. Um, yeah. So those two were grouped together as the college the rabble buddies. rousers. College yeah, buddies. showed up. Yeah. Um, and the winner I have for actor male, um, Sinjin Powell. Very nice. Very nice. He uh, just, he's such a, you know, bizarre, like comical, but like repressive presence every time he shows up and yeah, yeah he he's just like, makes an impression he's the boogeyman to lane's character yeah. he really is uh i also went across the pond mm-hmm. um and my winner would be ryan cartwright who played played mr hooker mr uh, hooker the best just you may not like him but man that guy played that part 
Great, perfect. yeah. Like, so yes, smarmy yes. and just, like, um, sleezing and... Every time he showed up, you're just like, this, oh, this guy. Yeah, just this piece of guy. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the Brits really did make a good showing. And the college buddies. Those yes. are the two categories yes. of strong guests, I would say, for um, sure. I also had, I threw Chelsea Ross, who played Connie. See, I had there, him in I my think, I think he's too close to Don, and he has too big of a role, yeah. Yep. Yep, um, but you sure. can see where we struggle in terms of uh, drawing the line. Drawing the line here. Um, so congratulations to those characters, multiple uh, winners here. Yeah, congrats to the to our friends across the pond. Yeah. Oh yes. Ching ching. Ching ching. Um, did you have a guest actress that you picked? Yes. Yeah, so again, I'll give kind of the, the the universe of folks that I considered, and then my ultimate pick. We've got Lois. Lois is a perennial powerhouse. <laughs> I think she won last time. <laughs> she she, she, um, she honestly put in another powerhouse performance yeah, this season. Of Good course, win again. Of course, her lawnmower scene is just, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Right up there. Um, I have Peggy's new roommate. Yes, of course. Karen Erickson, I think her name is. <laughs> yes. Her Norwegian counterpart that's like more fun and cool, like hip, and that, you know, says stuff like... I don't like sailors, or like we don't do sailors, or why are you interested in him if he's not married? Right. Great, just great moments from her. Exactly, that's Carla Gallo. Yes. Um, Famously of in a super ton bad fame. Yes, and in forgetting Sarah Marshall, and yes. in a ton of John Apatow stuff. Yeah, so really good funny. comedic presence yeah. to bring in for this character. But and it's exactly what I felt like Peggy needed in that scene mm-hmm. too that's the roommate that we wanted peggy to get to yeah, kind of like pull her out of her shell yes, a bit get out of bayside uh or bayview i can't even remember get out of you know under your folks wing and bay ridge bay ridge yeah. yes bay ridge and then get into the city yes and, yeah um i also had the preeminent film screen actress and margaret <laughs> who is not technically <laughs> appearing in this show but a famous performance of hers does appear in the show. Yes, drives a whole plot line. And she's just a star. She was magnetic. Two first for, names. For reason, yeah. But finally, and I again, I wasn't sure quite how this fell on the border, but I picked Kitty for the best guest of the season. Her few scenes with Sal during his... Um, you know, development of his character, as we talked about a bit in the listener letters. Um, yeah. She has a lot to do with that really small amount of time, and she makes a really powerful showing. That's great. That's a good pick. I, uh, Who's I on picked, your list? Uh, I had a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Lois, of course. and uh, But I actually went with um, Annabelle Mathis, who plays Roger Sterling's Old Flame um, late in the series. Nice. And, or season. And I just thought that she came in and threw a wrench into a lot of stuff that we were wondering. I think actually probably the whole office was wondering about how Sterling and Hurricane Jane were getting on uh, as this was moving forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and she just had a really, just came in and provided really interesting context for his past mm-hmm. uh, which is slowly starting to build i think in the in the Mad Men world yeah and no, to see, yeah really... that we have someone that predates mona yeah um, and a good performance like yes. she made it very interesting yes of course the dog food heiress herself mm-hmm. um and so that's who i gave the award to i think nice. which again sterling's Honestly. in sterling's universe but I think that the parts are small One enough episode that uh, arc, yeah. yeah that, that's a guest. So congratulations again. Her name is uh, Mary Page Keller, plays Annabelle. 
Oh, I also wanted to shout out the janitor Achilles. Oh, yeah, I thought that too, yeah. <laughs> that was a, a good one. Um, yeah, so we talked about before that the actor that plays Sinjin Powell is Charles Shaughnessy, of course, um, the dad from The Nanny, as yep. we referred to him before, and who plays Kitty? Boop, boop, beep, boop. Sarah Drew. Sarah Drew. Yep. Congratulations. Great characters. Um, Great work. Well, very. we've said it multiple times. We're so sad to see sal and co go yes that's yeah, one of the tragedies like, tragic of this season, of this season. Yes. never mind the breakdown of a marriage or the assassination of a president but losing sal that really hurts yeah sure does <laughs> all right next we have best guest on our podcast maybe the most prestigious award that you could get at uh, the Emmys. yeah uh, and last year Actually, we had a it very is, con- my favorite one so we very we had a very controversial tie last season um but this season <laughs> just a runaway winner yeah <laughs> the guess the one guess we did have <laughs> um, but i was so happy to have brit on um as we talked about in the episode i like watched the first season like live with her back when we were in high school and so it was lots of fun to have her on um and she was very you know in our friend group she's like the comedian and that proved true on our show as yes. well <laughs> we had a great time with yeah. actually one of the most violently surreally funny episodes of the show yeah, um, yeah. or i guess outwardly uh, funny yeah I think. it's always interesting to pick like which episodes are guest like because there's some that i think some of the powerful finale ones we kind of just keep for just us just to like really sure. kind of direct it but then the ones that we pick that we want guests on are really big centerpiece episodes as well um right. often with like kind of a chaotic energy to them and when the guest is uh as intelligent and self-aware as brit she actually when we first started the podcast, said, I want to do this one. Yeah. And yep. so uh, oftentimes they pick the one they want That's to do. That's true, yeah. Um, we, and that we, one was like... In some cases, we kind of have an idea yeah. for them. In some cases, they have an idea of what they're interested in. And yeah, yep. it worked out she very well. She had a well. bookmark from the beginning. Yep. And so, yeah, we have a little speech from And her. she was pregnant when she recorded it, and now has a little nine-month-old baby. Mm, yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, so let's hear from her. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Wow, uh, this is this is amazing. Uh, you never do these things because of um, the awards, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't nice to be recognized. Uh, and now, unlike Don, I'd like to say thank you, primarily because I don't have money to use as a stand-in for meaningful expressions of gratitude. Uh, so thank you. Thank you to Don, Peggy, the whole team at Sterling Cooper, Draper Price. Thank you to Roger and his team of just relentless fuckboys in accounts for filling that water cooler with booze and making this all possible. Joan, thank you so much for holding it all together and never letting them see you sweat. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to say, dump him, please. Um, thank you to Connie Hilton for being Paris Hilton's great-grandpappy and, 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 oh my gosh, I'm so, so sorry, John Deere. Thank you, John Deere, for providing the heavy machinery. Guy... Guy, thank you for taking one for the team. We could never have done it without you, and I know that I personally would not be up here without you. Oh, okay. They're telling me to. They're telling me to wrap it up. Uh, so, in all seriousness, thank you to Christina and Elias for having me on. It was a blast talking about one of my favorite episodes, uh, and I don't think I deserve this, but this is really just kind of confetti on top of all of that. So, uh, you guys are the best. Thanks so much. 
just all right stunning. astounding <laughs> yes astounding cheers. cheers thanks again Brit, thank you for yes. spending a whole night with us recording one of these episodes yeah it's, virtually it's, it's not an easy experience it's a long yeah it's a long night for sure all right well let's move along mm-hmm. to the technical awards <gasps> Of course. This of is course. where Christina shines. You take the lead usually in these categories. Yeah. Um, so please um, take it away. And I couldn't really ascertain whether we split them out separately, best makeup, hair, outfit, but... Happy in, to do it. In this case, um, there's only really a couple things that are relevant to talk about in this season, I would say. Yeah. A couple of really good outfit moments. They When they do formal wear, I always am super into that. At the in the episode, the color blue, Don and Betty did formal wear. Um, Gallo level, he was in the tux. She had this like really pretty strapless brocade dress. Looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also the one that they do that goofy behind the scenes dance in. Oh that yeah, we the always famous, talk about. The yeah, one, we'll yes. cl- we'll put the link again. Um, the Kentucky Derby party mm-hmm. was really. Both and the, and other parts of the episode too, but whenever people are getting together at that income bracket for a costumey party, like things are gonna get awesome. We get so much like regular business formal and stuff. What you don't get as often, and what makes it so special, like the derby party, is this is like daytime formal. Yes. Party. Yeah, it's different. Stuff, than... Which is almost non-existent now. I feel like. Yeah. It's not that common to have these types of parties especially outside the kentucky derby right the kentucky derby is like the big one um and i always i I always just think of betty draper and her white lace um and her pink satin ribbon like super pregnant it's just like such a remarkable look right yeah 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 yeah. however 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 there is one clear clear winner in this for both for all categories we're talking Smoky winged makeup. We're talking a hairdo to the gods, to the Roman <laughs> gods, to Mount Olympus, and we're talking long, long dangling pearl earrings and a strappy dress. And that is Betty transforming herself into the Roman goddess in souvenir. Yes. Well, there's done. only one. There's only one option here it's almost always betty with an updo winning this category <laughs> and she does it again yeah i think last year it was jet set stuff though true but california yeah. was not in the mix this year so we didn't get uh get those moments yeah um, but i would also give an honorable mention to the flight attendant costumes because i am not unconvinced that that flight attendant moment inspired the entire show pan am that came out two years yeah. after this season which i watched yes probably because of that yeah. i was like yeah that's a good look so it's very like, retro certain things still look so good from that time you know mm-hmm. and uh well even yeah when we go to when we travel through the denver airport there's that one like stretch of hallway where they have all the like historic old cost costume old, not or costume uniforms <laughs> Uni- it's a uniform when you wear it to work it's a costume when you wear it for fun <laughs> yeah. um uniforms and then like including like hawaii air and like all the different vibes yeah, yeah definitely i Keep agree yeah. yeah so on to the next. Set decorations. Yes. Do you want to give me some of your um, things you have in mind? Uh, yeah, again, the Derby Party, I think, is the hands-on front runner uh, for this, based on what we said before. Like, just the whole daytime thing, the gazebo at this club that they're 
in, mm-hmm. right? It has I a guess dance it, floor. Is it a gazebo? A a it's like some event, yeah. Yeah, crazy thing. Um, and it has that beautiful garden that they kind of like people like wander into in the evening. Right, yeah. right. Um, of course, the hotel in Rome, the Hilton in Rome, when they get there, because um, it's beautiful. Got it pretty, you know. It had the same vibe. Yeah. I think we figured out it was filmed somewhere in L.A., but having been to the hotel, yeah. they got the vibe right. And, they did and get the, the vibe beautiful right. outdoor terrace included. Right. Um, and then the other set was the office party um, where guy where the incident happens, um, complete with the cake that they give to Joan that makes her cry. Yeah, the Titanic, <laughs> the, the doomed Titanic cake. <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, everything associated with the Sterling wedding. Yes, yep. Um, and including his... it being a, a half full event. Like, yes. that's like part of the set decoration Definitely. for that. And I'm trying to remember uh, what um, Margaret's fiance's last name is. Hargrove. But... Is it Hargrove? Hargrove Sterling Wedding? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, I had many of those too. Um, and I would, I would really emphasize for the party where Guy is there, like, the way that the office looks when the, when, um, the John Deere has crashed through the wall and where there's blood sprayed across like all the <laughs> yeah. frosted windows like that's like very intricately put together and it, it's like grim but it's cool looking. It, it looks great it yeah. looks like pop art it almost. looks like yeah a Tarantino movie yeah like yeah um I would add the like fainting couch Yes, you and your fainting <laughs> couch. couch. And I think there's lots of like cool set pieces in that whole episode, which is 723. Like, there's the fainting couch, like the close ups of it. There's um, like the shitty ho- motel. Don is, is where he wakes up, like beaten up. Uh, of course. There's the vintage shop where um, Henry points out the, the, the fainting couch, and then like they're standing outside of it on like a quaint little like street when he shields her eyes from the eclipse the eclipse yes um the eclipse moment so i think that's a cool like a really vivid episode the bakery the bakery um yeah Yeah. all of that is good yeah that's a really uh visually great episode yeah however i select the fog for best set decoration oh interesting because of the hard cuts between the like idyllic version of the neighborhood that Betty is in where everything is like brightened up to the max where there's like those like little caterpillars dangling down and she looks perfect and it's like a gauzy filter to the visceral like darkness of giving birth like when you have no like control over your mind and body sure and the close-ups of like sweating and like swearing at the doctor and all that right yeah just a perfect contrast yeah yeah and cut cut takes or whatever yeah cut scenes Uh, interesting i have to say i'm surprised that we did not get any mayday appearances in costume or set design (laughs) from you (laughs) yeah midsummer yeah ribbons and you know flowers and such i do enjoy but yeah there's just some really remarkable scenes in this season absolutely well, congratulations, set designers and costume designers and everything. Imagine being a costume designer for this show. It must I be mean, so fun. They continue to be the just the undisputed champions in these categories, I think, for any show. Yeah. I well, really I think, just don't I just don't think they get touched by anyone else. 
Yeah, and it's um, I think it's it's Janie Bryant that did like the costumes for Mad Men and has done it for like many other shows. She's a very very cool accomplished costume designer. Let's see, Deadwood. Oh, awesome! Among other things, and you know, was because of like her involvement in Mad Men and such was um, involved in when they did that Banana Republic did a Mad Men collection that I owned yeah. pieces from, of course. Which would even be though worth for a ton my time, you can buy them on Poshmark, and I have recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, in my time, it was. It was not a cheap expense to buy from Banana Republic when I was in college. You know, it was still not very. It wasn't cheap. Forever Twenty One, so but it was worth the splurge. Yeah, and they brought it back pretty recently, and it sold out immediately. They brought like a, a anniversary oh, collection right. yeah. of Mad Men. Um, must have been ten year anniversary, and it sold out. And I get emails daily from Banana Republic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't ask why. <laughs> but uh, I got those, and by the time we actually were done with work and looked at the site, they were already <laughs> sold out. Yeah. And it was gone. But there is stuff on Poshmark. You can find it around on Poshmark. Yeah. So, very cool. Yeah. I mean, imagine what a Excel. Great job. Yeah, what a cool right? job. Oh, and they did a Brooks Brothers collection, too. That makes sense. Yeah. I could see For that. Mad- limited edition Mad Men suit. I bet that's cool. Very cool. All right, on to another big award. Secondary character. Yeah. All right. Or supporting actor and actress, we call it, which is still outside of our main core. Right. So. Um, Who's in the mix for actor for you? Um, I mean, there's a lot of really good ones this season, I have to say. They came in and had a part and really did it. So yeah. I had, of course, Jared Harris as Lane Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're still, this season, you can still consider him a... Uh, uh, supporting character. I think that next season we'll see him as a main character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ryan Cutrona played Gene, uh, Grandpa Gene, yes. and I think that he deserves a shout out for playing a uh, very difficult unlikable role. Character. Yes, yeah. in terms of being an old school person that doesn't like Don and also like succumbing to dementia. Dementia. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's not tough. easy to yeah, play. That's a good point. Um, Brian Bat, of course, as Sal. Uh, mm-hmm. Gets a shout out, and then for the last male, I had uh, Christopher Stanley, who plays Henry Francis. Um, I think those are the the front runners for the supporting actor in, yes. in this season. Yeah, yeah, and the Christopher Stanley role, like he he just plays Henry with such a like cool confidence, where he's like, I'm gonna be like firm about showing you, Betty, that I like you, but you know, I'm but still gonna come off like cool and relaxed, still mysterious. Yeah, yeah. the way he sidles in and stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess I also didn't. I should mention Chelsea Ross again playing Connie Hilton. Yeah. Um, I think he's also deserving of mention there. He yes. was good. Um, I liked him. I don't think that he had the the work to do that these other ones did. But yeah. I would still. Well, when him. you're you know, when you're crafting a real a portrayal, not that to say that like biopics aren't also like you know acting work, but it's a different type of acting work. No, there's always a great debate over imitation versus interpretation right. when it comes to the biopics. And I think he did fine, because there's no, I don't think there's any video of Well, that. I was going to say, it's hard to know. Yeah. You know, unlike, you know, when they do one of like, Mark Zuckerberg, it's like, yeah. you're going to know, like, how that reads compared to the human sure. person we talk, we, we see on our TV. Um, good conversation to have, the best biopic. Uh, that's one I would like to... Yeah, yeah. Discuss. Further. I yeah, I don't know. I have trouble with biopics sometimes. Sometimes I'm like I 
did you need to do this? Well, even just historical movies where they're playing characters that we've seen on TV before, right. you know, it's like you get did... some really weird interpretations, yeah. which I like. I yeah. like when things are not quite imitative, you know. Right. Like, well, yeah. The in Frost Nixon, Frank Langella plays Nixon, and he plays him not like what we see on TV, like a different interpretation. Mm. It's really, mm-hmm. I think, it's really good. Yeah. But when you're good enough, like when Jamie Foxx played Ray Charles, to just do. The, everything like, Ray Charles the and you can do it embody the person it's really good too yeah you know so there's a lot to be said there but I think Connie came off as exactly what we wanted him to come mm-hmm. off as which is just someone on a different level half burying down in the dirt half like mentoring him. that's what <laughs> right. I kind of felt like but yeah anyway a lot of talk about Connie versus the other uh the nom- actual nominees yeah. I thought so. Yeah, I had the same group of people, and my ultimate selection was Sal. Um, I think I've been pretty open about how much I really was moved by his plot and the performance in the plot. Um, unfortunately, it was the first half of the season, but, you know, in- instead of continuing, but um, that's just a really, really powerful role, and I, I enjoyed it. I agree. Uh, there's just no way you can't give it to Sal. We've talked about how much we're so sad that it's over. Uh, we talked about how it's like a defining moment of the show, too, that we mm-hmm. think about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like one that you just don't forget. Yeah. The way he leaves, the way that season develops into that. Yeah. And it's it's shocking. Yeah, and how the season opens with him, too. Yeah. And just the tightrope walking that he portrays playing while playing Sal yes. Brian Bat. Um, is chef kiss. Happy to send you off with an MME. Sal. Yes. Brian Bat. Brian yes. Bat, yes. What about the actresses? Um, actresses, um, I have, you know, Abigail Spencer as Miss Farrell. I have Talia Balsam as Mona Sterling, or I think she she's kept the name for now. Uh-huh. Um, I have Peyton List, 1986, as Jane, <laughs> Jane Sterling, definitely has that last name. And ultimately, I went with kind of a, I think, a dark horse, which is the Margaret Sterling character played by wow Elizabeth Rice. Shocking, because I also had Elizabeth Rice oh. as Margaret Sterling as <laughs> the one that nice. stuck out here just to watch a proper girl go into a complete meltdown yeah. uh, throughout the season into the wedding. Just like Understandably, anxiety spiral. Yeah. The anxiety is understandable to an extent, especially given uh, what happens in the, at the wedding yeah. or before the wedding. But uh, I just, uh, yeah, I mean. And just some of the stuff she would say. It was just totally just out there. And yeah. she just, like, embodied this, like, totally irrational character that everything was, like, an attack on her. Truly pulled off the rich New York uh, child. Yeah, uh, spoiled Park Avenue princess, as exactly. we always call her. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. I also, I agree. Nice. I thought she was great in the role. And yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like, yeah, we generally had the same list of, of folks otherwise. Yep, too. I had the same nominees. I didn't have Jane on there because I don't know why. Yeah. I didn't. Just up to her same bullshit. Yeah. Just Jane blowing but around. Hurricane Jane blowing around. Being like in the, the like, ste- trying to be in the, like, the stepmother, the cool, like, stepmother, but also, like, your sister role was oh, very... Oh, God. Yeah. And, and when she got wasted at the derby party, she had yes. some good moments. She did. Season. She did. She did. Crying because Kennedy was so handsome <laughs> and she wouldn't get to vote for him. And even getting some off-phone uh, time when 
Sterling's like, I'd never seen her this concerned about anything in her life. Yeah. This Kennedy. He's talking yeah, to her yeah. in the last ep. Yeah. Great moments from James, yes. as always. Yeah, the Sterling family, of course, <laughs> just produces diamonds. Yeah. Sterling's, Sterling, Sterling's diamonds. Sterling's yeah. gold, indeed. All right. Uh, best song. We had a few. I think it was funny we talked about the first season. They, like, spent money on, like, one Bob Dylan song. Yes. Second a season. A great Bob Dylan song. Oh, they got classic. some more budget. And yeah. third season... Two, there were some, like, good oldie picks. You know, I think so, time. too. Yeah. What are some of the ones you want to mention? Uh, Bye Bye Birdie has to be mentioned. Like, um, the original Anne Margaret, not yes. the patio No, version. not the patio, <laughs> yeah. Um, the Bob Dylan song in there is Song to Woody. That one's actually in two episodes. It's in mm. uh, episode five and episode six. Um, the twist, the yet another remake of the twist. Come on, twist. Um, is a good one mm-hmm. to 16 tons. One of my favorites yeah. this season. Uh, we talked about band of gold, which is the actual, it's a good song. It's the lesser band of gold. Cause the really good one is by free to pain. Uh, the one in the now and then soundtrack. Yes, yes. Now that you're gone. Exactly. Yeah, all, all that's left is dreams at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now and then um, soundtrack is really, really good. Right. And then the season ends. Yes, no, I should acknowledge that more. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, one of my like, sister. it might have been my older sister's first CD that she ever got. Yeah. Good oldies. It was it like was, formative in me getting interested in any oldies music, yeah. I would say. And um, Grease, along with Grease. Of course. Um, and then the other one I had was Shot Aroba by Roy mm. Orbison, which ends the ser- ends the season. Yeah. Yeah, which is a really good... Roy Orbison is criminally underrated in terms of, like, good old rock music yeah like. when they're um, descending like on the plane mm-hmm. and everyone's just like right in their new yeah part of life and then you added one more in because we listened to all of these in full before the app yes i added uh, the dominica song by the singing nun yes which mostly because i was pleased to have remembered it and identified it and known it from mermaids right 1990 featuring <laughs> Cher. now listen to this cast Cher. Winona Ryder, Christina Ricci. I've heard this pitch so a thousand times. times and you won't watch it. I don't want to watch Mermaids. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then last but not least, anyway, moving off no. Of Mermaids. No, no, no. Mermaids. My winner is Joan singing Cess Magnifique on the accordion. C'est magnifique. C'est magnifique. Oh. That's the winner for See, me. I, I, I mean, best song is great. But when they're performing it in episode, that's true. I, 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 it's hard not to beat it. And that scene is one of the ones that coming back and watching the third season, like, it's been a long, a long time since I'd watched this one straight through, other than picking out some of the good ones. And my old Kentucky home is a good one, but I wouldn't say it's one that I'm like eager to come back and watch. You know? Yes. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and yet, I'll never forget the awkwardness of that scene. But the song's good. I forgot that was in that same episode. Yeah. God, but the damn song it. is good. Yeah. Um, and she does a great job. She, does a great she, she sings voice, it. Yeah. yeah. So good job, Christina Hendricks. That's my vote for best song of the season. Yeah. Um. So for me, like, yeah, she did a very good job. I think that I was so uncomfortable with that whole like thing <laughs> that I couldn't like select that. I picked the 16 Ton song. Yeah. Um. What a unique voice on that singer, and as you know, an employment lawyer fighting for the 
the good people, the good fight. I resonate with like someone singing a song about how shitty it is that they're being like abused by their employer in this way. And that's Tennessee Ernie Ford is the singer. Yes. Um, isn't it funny that that ends the episode like, oh, how hard it is for the worker as Don signs his multi-million dollar contract. contract. No, yeah. no. Okay. Uh, but it's, no, but, yeah. it's a great song. It's one that I would listen to outside of the show because it's just. I have added it to my Spotify after groove, we li- yeah. watched it again. Such a good groove to it. 16 yeah. tons. Good choice. What do you get? No, they're older and neighbor and <laughs> I don't have the voice well, of Tennessee. Congratulations to Tennessee, Ernie Ford, Christina Hendricks, and <laughs> honestly, all the songs that we mentioned, there's a ton more. Always a good time to shout out just the composer of. Madden. Oh yeah, I mean, um, just like the you know the the scoring, of yeah, course, is always very is, good and very it fits right in with the theme. So good. We've been watching these on DVD because uh, sometimes we have internet issues streaming them, um, and so uh, it's been good to see even the DVD menus have that music kind of playing in the background. So good. David Carbonara. Yeah. So very good stuff. And congratulations to the winners. Bravo. All right. We have a category that I'd forgotten about. Best Bob and Bobby ranking. (laughs) We didn't have any changes this year, I don't think. I don't think so either. I guess we saw more from Bobby Draper, but like... But it it was the same Bobby actor too, wasn't it? Yes. So I didn't really do anything. I mean, I guess I could have gone back and considered what Bobby Draper did this season. He was a very sweet, you know, kid with the divorce. Very sad. But otherwise... I think there's not more to say. We'll put this on ice. There will be more bobs coming, yeah. uh, and then we can really dig back into this ranking. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I agree. I didn't put anything for this one either. It's just a fun novelty category yeah. that we. And there listed. was another Bob Dylan piece too. Yeah. We had, so. Yeah. True. There. Getting ready for put, Bob Dylan. I think you put him first last time. Well, he is a good Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob. he's a good Bob. Bob. Yeah. But they're coming. They are coming. Yep. Stay tuned. So we can move on to best casting. This doesn't necessarily mean they even had to do an acting job. Correct. This is just them, or not like an extended one. I had Chelsea Ross as Conrad Hilton. I mean, it's a know, good one because yeah. he uh, he looks like him. Yeah, and he, you know, I think it seemed like he was able to really embody the persona. So I liked that. Um, I had Guy McKendrick. Ah. I was just like, this guy was perfectly casted to be this uh charming like next big thing character um and you couldn't help but like be somewhat in awe of him but also just hang away yeah it's like oh great you're handsome too great and that's jamie thomas king yeah um i also again shouted out elizabeth rice's margaret sterling (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean and i always appreciate the casting of talia balsam real life wife to um john slattery, john slattery yeah. as his wife especially now that they're exes it's even funnier right it's a hard thing it's a hard category because the casting's always like pretty pretty good across yeah. board. they really gauge personalities well i think uh in terms of what they're trying to get across yeah and uh yeah yeah and it's also one that's kind of like you know we you can only build on it so much per season, too. It's like we already have established that, of course, it makes sense to have cast January Jones as someone like the Betty Draper character. Sure. You know, so. And I think that we can also, again, shout out the two uh, college friends that show up because they just have perfect college friend vibes. That, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's yeah. like, these are, yep, I remember uh, Yeah, we had some weird times together, you know? I think we even shouted out last season when Pete saw his college friend in the return oh, line. Oh, him Humps. Humps, yeah. Humps. And it's just like, oh my god. It's just the gamut of, like, the bullying college friend to the one everyone made fun of that's the richest. Yeah. Like, ho-ho. Right. And then uh, Kinsey with... A guy I'm not even sure he likes, but keeps around because he deals drugs. Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's totally, totally the vibe. Good stuff. And now we get to another one of the, I think, biggest categories. (laughs) One of the most prestigious awards. Worst (laughs) decision by a character. How many nominees did you list out for this? I have three. I have one, two, three, four. I have five. Okay. How about you list your nominees, and I'll let you know if I have any additional. All right. My nominees are Blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yup, I had that one too. Peggy sleeping with Duck. Okay. Mm. Letting Lois drive the John Deere. Yeah. Continuously taking Lane for granted and threatening to move him to Mumbai. <laughs> yeah. And assassinating the President of the United oh, States. Yeah. That was a bad one. Those would be my five nominees. Okay, well, I, yeah. I hadn't thought of the assassination, so I'm not meaning to discount that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I also had a smaller scope one, too. But uh, Peggy posting that oh, roommate yeah. request in the break room, the original oh, pre-John God. one. I was like, girl, that no. That's so good. No. That's so good. At least that one got remedied. We had to watch that get ready yeah, yeah, yeah. the show. Yeah. But I ultimately did select Blackface. I just don't think there's a way around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, unfor- <laughs> if we're going in the context of the show, mm-hmm. uh, that's probably not the winner. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're like in real in real time, in who, is, who should regret yeah. their decision or who would regret their decision the most? Few people blinked an eye at it when we watched it. But Except I for think, Pete and Don who were like, yeah. this is some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think that we have to say that's the ultimate winner. Yeah, but for Lois's thing too, I couldn't. I wasn't sure how to frame it. I was like, is it that Smitty let her be the next one to hop on after him, or was it that Ken let anyone drive it at all? Yeah, and I think both are at fault. That's probably a good point. But also, it's like I don't know. What would you do if like your most kind of clumsy ditzy friend was like, oh, I want to like join in? Would you? Would you be like the one to step up and be like, I don't think you should. No, so, especially now when you've been that, drinking at this party. I don't think party, that's like, really Smitty's thing. I think Ken allowing it to be out and about at the party. Yeah. And the partners for and the Brits for like throwing this party and not being like, hey, let's not do it with the lawnmower. Right. Well, I think we know that they were pretty much in the bag at this point to even bring that tractor out. Right? Yeah. There no, had been a lot I think of alcohol is really the yeah. problem. Uh, Worst decision. No, alcohol is not the problem. Worst <laughs> no. decision. Drinking too much. Well, we can't watch Mad Men ever again, then, if we're going to go with that answer. <laughs> um, no, it's a good point. There's a lot of people at fault. Uh, that, that, the, if that was a real situation, we would have read it in our law school torts class. Oh, my as God. Of who is getting sued about what right. for that situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I think, I think we have to, and it sucks to give it a so-called award. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, but a recognition a bad decision. of the worst. Yes. It's yeah. a bad decision. There's, you know, I, I follow that one Reddit called po- um, Blog Snark. Uh-huh. It talks about, like, influencer, like, kind of snarks on influencers and podcasts and all this stuff. They Then they do, like, an annual, like, you know, dumbest, like, awards, blah, blah, blah. And one year they did 
or at least one year they did one that was called like outstanding achievement and like stupidity or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the dumbest thing that happened, but it was outstanding achievement in, and that's yeah. like terrible. <laughs> I like that concept. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I think outstanding achievement in bad decision making. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this show never disappoints there's <laughs> always so many options here we didn't even get a don nomination and there's so much he did some shit though yeah, yeah he did some shit yeah too. they all did absolutely all right um i had a good number of surprises another prestigious surprise. categories yeah go ahead and list your okay and then off. okay so i had like the whole like sal situation and don seeing sal um just didn't expect that to come up like episode one of the season you know it had been hinted at for so long and it was just like oh shit like oh it's just here yeah yeah. the foot i mean (laughs) the lawnmower and the foot um maiming the baby gene after gene senior yeah where don kept going we'll see yeah and then betty just wrote it when he was like not in the room and put gave them the paperwork (laughs) duck and peggy yeah i and i i understand what you're talking about worst decision um I think she, you know, she can do better. But, like, I think it wasn't, like, the worst thing that she could have done. I was glad she was getting getting hers and having a fun, sexy time. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just. I think just, she was better than those, like, college dudes that she was. And she's better. He well, Duck's better than her next boyfriend. Well, did those college four. dudes abandon a dog? No. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I have a lot of disdain for Duck. No, I know. I think he's a great character in the context of the show. But yeah. I. I have higher hopes for Peggy. Well, but I and, think uh, I think he's I don't know. But sometimes you her just her next need boyfriend it. is such a fucking Sometimes you just loser. need to get it. And this guy's already giving her gifts outside of the romantic context just as like a recruiter. Yeah. So I guess Hermes you know, scarf. No, good. Take a little extra gift if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if it's there, no, go no, grab good it. for her. Get your bag. It's true. But it was a surprise. It yeah, was It, it was a surprise. Cuz it wasn't like it was hinted at. It was no. just like all of a sudden he's like I want to f- Especially because Pete was involved in that whole thing too. It's just really. Do you think you propositioned Pete too? No. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna put. Everyone interprets the characters differently. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but. Mm. All right. So Don meets this like weird, mysterious stranger at the Kentucky Derby party, and then he comes <laughs> back the next episode, and is Conrad Hilton. Right. It's like oh shit. Yeah. Okay. No. Connie was Conrad. Got it. Right. And. No one in our, at least in, yeah, no one pre-Mad Men would have known that, I feel like. Like, even, get, no one would have guessed that it was Conrad Hill. Right, like, yeah. Just by Connie. Yeah. We knew it was someone, but. No. No. Yeah. As a Paris Hilton generation, yeah. we still had no Very one. familiar yeah. with Paris and her works, but. Um. Yeah, her works, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but no. That was a surprise. Yeah. Like, oh man, this is a big, this is a big whale. That's yeah. oh, a whale. And then finally, Greg deciding to join the army. Yeah, that could have been a, called a bad decision too. But but, I, I but think it come the outcome of it in the long term is so is good. good for Joan that I wouldn't call it that. No, and I. But from his perspective, I think it's fucking stupid. For his career, it's probably good too because he knew he'd be a surgeon, and that's yeah. what he wanted more than anything. Right. But again, you're going to to Vietnam eventually. But I really don't think this category was even close. It. There can really only be one. Are there any other nominees? I didn't really have any other. I didn't put that much time into the listing the potential nominees because there's just no way that the the foot in the door moment uh, is it. It has to be the John Deere running over guy's foot. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. It not. has to be. It's right? yeah, it just <laughs> yeah. a gasp worthy moment. If only for the blood stained faces of in oh their shock. Yeah. When like they that's get, just like yeah. imprinted in my mind that image of all the of like the crew from the party standing there sprayed with blood. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who's exactly in it's that. It's Crane, tribe. it's Kinsey. No, it's Crane, it's some secretary. It's, it's Dale, Dale, it's Crane. Crane, Kinsey, and another secretary. Yep. Oh, man. And just splattered. And if it's a freeze frame. It almost looks like confetti in the freeze frame. But it ain't. Well, because, like, a bunch of, like, <laughs> the, his pants and the carpet <laughs> are, like, getting kicked up into the air as well. Oh, yeah. Gruesome. This link's from Business Insider, too, which I appreciate yeah. <laughs> this picture. Uh, yeah, I mean... Listen, love it or hate it. It's memorable. It's unforgettable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next thing I have is our best episode of the podcast. Oh, man. You don't know. You have no idea, right? No. I had um, a hard time rec- recalling because of the extended um, period of recording. Sure. I had a great time with Britt. Uh, and so usually I go with the guest one yeah. if it's a good time. And it was. And yeah. It was a great app. It was very fun. Yes, um, I think I'd also shout out Souvenir because um, of getting to relive our, you know, engagement and all that. Mm-hmm. And when there's like a personal like connection to the story, that's like a nice a nice ad for me. And then Shut the Door, Have a Seat because um, it's also fun when you get to just cover like the real banger episodes. Like, oh, absolutely. They're always fun to record. Oh, yeah. And it's always shocking, I think, that sometimes they end up being our shorter episodes. Right. You know? Because we're just uh, like so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't. I know. It's like. A, it's the worst. It's like the worst trade off. Like we can spend so much time on some of the more uh, linking episodes because mm-hmm. there's so much. We just have so you're much more to time to connect and, and to, like, discuss through, and yeah. like pull back. And then the bangers, you're just like, you just want to get through you know you're so excited to get to the next part of it because it's so good yeah i I get you and i like that they're uh yeah i think our excitement comes through yeah yeah yeah. and i think too like that one was also and i again there's recency bias because i remember filming that or recording that one more than the others but like we had we got to get into some weird like legal stuff like the commerce clause when you get to get into that kind of stuff and then there was like you know oceans 11 ties so i got to geek out on that so i mean we'll get to this episode and its ranking uh when we do our finale which is ranking all our top five of the show so far right um let's just say it's up there it's gonna be around right. yeah yeah and now we get to another big one yeah the next best scene maybe the be- the most prestigious one of the whole pod <laughs> Outside Except for of, best guest, outside of best guest, yeah, yeah. Give best me your nominees. Scene. Best scene um, nominees. I've got the heist, or like you know the discussion of like we're gonna just you know tank this whole Britain thing and go. So when they're own. in Bert's office, that's when scene. they're in, or when they get fi- when they're no, in when they, when Don's they, office, the firing. Scene. So like when okay, he's like, gents, like I'm gonna fire you. Okay. Yeah, um, the ruined wedding. Was just really remarkable Absolutely. to watch um, the reception and yes. like even the lead up to it, like everyone deciding, are we going to go and like, I mean like the reactions to the Kennedy assassination, like Absolutely. All, all up there. Um, <laughs> Don smoking, watching the Mayday 
thing with Ms. Farrell, like the end of that scene in yeah. the suit, his aviators smoking. Just terminating her, you know, like Terminator computer eyeing on her, basically. Yeah. yeah. yeah Target acquired. Betty discovering Ooh. the box oh, in the wow. drawer and like going through it and being like, what the fuck? And then Betty confronting Dawn and going through it and yes. Ms. Farrell slinking off into the night. Um, but... Those you are all know. good ones. I had a couple more okay, that I, couple I wanted more. to put yeah, in. Yeah, get in there. Um, again, Joan playing the accordion. <laughs> I just got to put Oof. it in there. I was like, and I went more like brutal single cut scenes, I think. Yeah, um, yeah fair. So I did that one. Um, I loved Betty's dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to mention that. Um, Don sitting at the table confessing to Betty. Yeah. Uh, with all those pictures, which I think Part runs of into the confron- meant, yeah, confrontation. Too, yeah. Let's see, I had the wedding reception, the divorce. Um, telling the, the kids divorce about scene, the divorce. Telling the kids. Um, and then two more from the last episode. Uh, Don selling Peggy to come over to the company when yes. he goes to her apartment. Mm-hmm. And then the final scene of the season uh, where they're all in the hotel room mm-hmm. and uh, we get the two phone call, or we get the phone call to Betty from mm-hmm. Don. Um, yeah. Get their two passive-aggressive but kind of nice lines, like whatever got, you want to yeah. interpret those. Um, that whole scene is great. And then the last one I would shout out is them going to uh, try and sell to Pete with Trudy there. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. That was and really Those are the ones. One. And, again, recency bias controls sure. a lot. Sure, sure, but, sure. Uh, and to the, to the point of recency bias, we were just talking today that um, we're going to take notes on these things throughout the season next season so <laughs> yeah, um, you can expect kind of a more thoughtful product at the end of season four yes needless to say we did not anticipate this going as long as it did yeah for multiple reasons but anyway but i mean so many scenes to choose from however the best one is you the still go? really yeah. yeah oh for me yeah i mean it's just like a stunning stunning like piece of work yeah comedic gory shocking crazy acting like watching someone's dreams crushed before their eyes oh yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) anyway well yeah i mean there's it's pure just shock value Mm -hmm. right it is it's pure tarantino right is what it really is i love it i do i do i i I just couldn't get the last uh scene out of my mind Mm -hmm. of the show I just love the phone call. I love Crane going to the wrong room <laughs> as their first phone calls. Yeah. This is that whole scene when they're all situated in there and just like Trudy coming in with sandwiches. Yeah, it's just like, and then the call with Betty. I just love how much is left on the table there. Mm-hmm. It just sets up like I've said this so many times to this pod that like the JFK assassination is like considered the end of the fifties, and that's when the sixties really started, mm-hmm. and. This scene is like, here we go. Yeah. Now we're in. Sterling now Cooper, we're Draper Price. Now we're in it. Now Answering we're in the it. phone. And they're all just yeah. in this hotel room, and it makes me so excited after yeah. what you know was a really difficult. It's pretty soon after the divorce scene. Yeah. Too. No, uh, it's a fresh start, and yeah. then yeah, there's. You know, Betty and Henry on the plane, and then Don taking a suitcase out in the village. It's not the last scene. In his apartment. But it's the last, like, like, big scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then those two, yeah. And so it was, like, the first time that the show, I almost felt excited. You get, like, Because you're, like, it's going to be refreshing. 
we're gonna see Don's Lost Weekend, which yeah, I like to call single it. Don, yes, yeah. we're gonna see um, this new company and see how it shows up, and we don't know how far they jump ahead uh, at this point. Um, <laughs> so we don't know if we're gonna get the next. That's always so much fun. Like yeah. for a show that loves to like skip months at a time. Right. We're like, are we like, gonna get like next day season one, or are we gonna get three years three ago, years later? Like later, yeah. here's the agency. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, just. Makes me so excited yeah. for the next season of the show. Which but, we are, because season four is right. the top season. But I, I mean... Season four and five are my favorites. Lawnmower was right there in my votes. Don't yes, get me wrong. Yes, yes, I mean, there's only... Yeah, it's right there. All right. Best actor, best actress, main characters. It was a runaway. Don and Betty. It's Don and Betty. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Has to be ha- it has to be Ham and Jones. Hammy? Yeah. I mean, Betty... You know, we saw her, again, we just see her, like, develop so much as a character throughout the last season and this season. Um, We see her, like, acknowledging her desire and um, pushing on Dawn. And, yeah, it's um, powerful to see her in that role. It's great. And, you know, Roger took kind of a back seat this season, I feel like, Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the earlier two seasons where it was a little little bit more about their relationship yeah and they have been on ice most of this season right uh, because of the derby party i think is well because of jane in general yes too, i think right yeah. and uh, so that betty took basically took the second and i think even over peggy and oh yeah over peggy betty took the second lead role yeah there. agreed and so and she killed it mm-hmm. she was great i know i had my reservations early in the show yeah. i just thought she was underwritten uh early on in the show um, Maybe the first season. Uh, but here she is, and I thought she was amazing. Yeah. I thought she was great. Uh, I thought that she carried not quite as much weight as John Hamm had to in the show, but, mm-hmm. like, a good amount. Yeah. And really put some layers into her acting. acting. Yeah. And we saw John Hamm in positions where, like, you know, we don't always see Don Draper, which is, like, prolonged uncertainty, discomfort, having to, like, account for his past, like, stuff with Connie and with Betty was, like, he was in a we- position yeah. of weakness a lot of the time. Make no mistake, I there's just no way anyone other than John Hamm will win this category through the entire show, I, I feel had, like. I had Vincent Carthizer last season. Really? Last season. Oh. I think, yeah. That's fascinating, so, yeah. I had and you were like, him. what? I mean, I just think that he is... The gravitational pull of the show, and without his charisma and without his ability to like display subtle reactions the way mm-hmm. he can do it, the show wouldn't work. Yeah, like, the character doesn't work. So I don't know, but I I I you know yeah. I'm just saying that personally. I just can't no, imagine that's fair. without him the sh- the show well, doesn't work. So I just yeah. can't see it, him not winning this category in the future. But let's just say I haven't watched. It's been a while, so you never know. And I think it's open for the actresses. Like, I think that um, I've been surprised as we've watched the last three seasons that Peggy isn't quite as big of a role as I keep thinking. And I think that this coming couple seasons, that that changes. So I think we'll that I think that we've seen the uh, turnover of Betty. And yeah, now we're heading into, Peggy, into... Peggy era. We're heading into the Peggy era, the 60s. Yeah. It's Peggy's time. And, uh, I mean, it's just... Because, again, the show revolves around Don, so it's the turnover of his most important relationships in his life. Yeah. And uh, 
whether he thinks that or not is a different question. Right, right. But the way the show's written, yeah. Um, and, yeah. I uh, If we were odds-on betting for who's going to win next season, my prediction would be Peggy might right, win yeah. Best Actress for next season. I agree, yeah. All right. Wow. We're already there, huh? We are. The M- Emmys, they go so fast, right? And now, Not like your average awards show, which is yeah. three hours longer we're getting, than this one. We're getting the hook on the side. <laughs> we have a couple of final final guys to handle so we have the ranking of our top five episodes so far and then the ranking of the seasons right um do we want to go back and talk about how we ranked our previous year's ranking so yeah necessarily you know we had five episodes in our ranking last season which included seasons one and two if we want to put any from this season in, we have to bump out a couple. Um, I didn't keep great records of the prior, so I think we'll just kind of say what our top five are as yeah. of current. Nope, you can go back and listen and, and hear where our rankings were at the end of season two. Okay, do you want to start with number five? In fifth place, I have The Grown Ups. All right, that's this season. That season is three, season. episode 12, yes. right? Yes. That's the Kennedy assassination the, and the Kennedy wedding. assassination and the wedding. Um, I mean, it's obviously a pivotal moment. It's a big turn for both history and the show. Um, I think that I don't know. I felt a little weird about it being placed there, but then I looked back at the others I had put before it, um, and I think I'm still kind of in a place where it could be four instead of five. Um, but I swapped places for. Oh, I previously had would have it previously would have gone that next up would be the wheel and then higher than that would be the jet set. I think that was Palm Springs bias. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as the wheel. And I was like, look, I still like the wheel enough that it would be higher than Grown Ups, but I overranked Jet Set. Oh. So I switch the wheel and Jet Set. But I think I need to swap. I might need to swap the Jet Set and the Grown Ups to make Jet Set five, Grown Ups four, oh, the Wheel so three. In episode changes. Yeah, it was really hard I, between these three. I really went back and forth because I just have such personal affection for the Jet Set, but I let that drive me. I a think bit. that's part of the. That should be considered part of the checklist. Right. You know? No. If you love it, you love it. Yeah. But the wheel I love, too, and that's, like, one of... Yeah. I mean, like, all the... Every season, the finale episode is going to be up there. We're I not think. even halfway through the show, and it's been, it was so hard to cut out and, two, like, like two rank episodes, these episodes, episodes against each other. Right. Um, for number five, I had Nixon versus Kennedy. Okay. Um, that was, like, the last one that I cut, yeah. Yeah. I, I still just love it. I love a good... Uh, Mad Men episode where a party devolves into chaos, and uh, it's another great one. Yeah. Um, so I that's actually my last remnant from season one. It just made Ooh. the cut. So. Uh, What's your number four? My number four, guy walks into an advertising ah. agency. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. despite all the awards that we gave it, uh, it's. I was just surprised. It just wasn't as high as I thought based on my memory. That would have been one that I thought would have been like the top so far. Wrong, yeah. Um, But it's still a great episode. Like I said, again, another party devolving into chaos. A completely different type of chaos than in Nixon vs. Kennedy. But, uh, I mean, just one of those unforgettable scenes that 
alters the course of the show. Maybe not the plot line as much, but the the business trajectory right. of the show it definitely oh, yeah. alters. Um, would have been a completely different scenario if this if Guy McKendrick had taken over. Yeah, so it's no, very certainly. fun to uh, what to is? yeah, just when he got his foot in the door. <laughs> yeah, um, all right, what about what's, Wait, your number? what's your number three? I my, got through my five, four, three. My number three is Meditations in an Emergency, the mm-hmm. season finale from mm-hmm. last uh, season. Um, still good, just the aura of the history over it. You know, right. the patina of just panic. The, we're right in the Cuban Missile yeah. Crisis. Uh, Betty goes and bangs the guy in the closet. Everyone's just it's chaotically. Like baby, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Everyone, and then stay with Dawn. Yeah. yeah. It's just a wild line of events. Compared to how this season felt, the, like, right. hope you had, that was like, oh, I don't have hope right. last season. Not to mention one of the all-time great lines uh, of the show. I don't have a contract, Duck. Bye. Bye, Duck. Bye, <laughs> Just Duck. Just watching Duck drift into the abyss after that <laughs> happening. Uh, we were surprised to see him again in yeah. season three after that. No, we I thought know. he was vanquished forever to the mm-hmm. ether. Um, so that one still sticks. Yeah. Great moments. Left the show like they're selling. Like stuff's happening. But it wasn't but looking like it was planned good. to look like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was had... looking better for Don. That was a Don victory end to the season, right. you know? Yeah. I had that as my number two. That was your number two? Okay. Yeah. So what was your number two? My number two was The Grown Ups. Ah. Uh, I just love, and I talked about this ad nauseum during the episode, uh, such a seismic event and how it like shakes people personally. And yeah. they just did such a good job with it. And then turning it into uh, something that's not heavy-handed and how that like turns the whole plot. I yeah. never felt like that was... It was like we all need to reassess our lives. Right, because of exactly. The yeah, we didn't exactly. We didn't right. get a PSA from it. Yeah, and instead we got some really good comedic moments, coupled with like real footage that is still just shocking, devastating. Yeah, yeah. And then we got basically uh, the end of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love it. I mean, you cannot do a show about the '60s, starting in 1960, and not have an episode about this. Of right? course. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anyone would ever try it again yeah, after, they, after they did this. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So we agree that number one is shut the door and have a seat. Yeah, of right? course it is. It was, of course it is. It was, yeah. It's like one of the best, I mean, we talked about it. of the show. It's ranked publicly on the internet, which is known as the nicest place in the world. And the most the least, accurate place yes, in the world. Uh, it was number two. It's the second best episode of all time. And you know what, you know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Christina did a little twisty point at the microphone, saying, "You, you know what's coming. <laughs> you know what's coming." Um, I just think, listen, sometimes the masses aren't wrong. Yeah, sometimes and... the Dark Knight was a really good movie. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes Coca Cola's been the best soda. Yeah, for a hundred years. Yeah. Right. Sometimes Taco Bell. Tastes great when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in quotes there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. I, I mean, don't we even... talked about it already. I... Right. What more? So, congratulations. We have a new number one for both of us. Yes. You get phone calls. The that people was... are calling in. The press is calling. That was in. my alarm for the food. So. Oh. Congratulations. Chili, chili time. We got another number one. A new number one. We do. And we've already spoiled our last category, I think. 
ranking the seasons. Ranking the seasons. This is the best one so far. Oh yeah. Three, two, one. Yep. yep. But I remember saying two and one were a little bit mushy, and that if I were to be ranking the first half of two against one, it would be one, two. The first half right. of two is a slow starter, but three is like by you know far and above. I agree. Two and one, both. You're right, and we talked about that. They both are have a little slow starts. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Season three does not have any slow moments in it at yeah. all. We were reviewing the episodes today to do this pod and reading the summaries. You're like, oh my God. So much. Happened. I can't believe how much went down. I can't believe how there wasn't a, it didn't feel like a boring ep- second in these episodes. It was yeah. uh, the masterpiece. Yeah. The show can't get better, can it? Oh, it's <laughs> better in season four. Ah. Well, that concludes the MMEs, and we cannot wait to start what I think is consensus considered uh, the best season the of the wrong. series. Yeah. The internet knows. We are so pumped to start, Yeah, and we're going to do it as soon as we can. Yeah. We're going to get on a better schedule this time. Get right into it. Like two a month. Yes. That's doable for us. That's feasible for us. We're, we are going to try and get to like an every other week schedule. Weekly is not. Um, and yeah. I'm just going to say that now. I have learned, we've um, learned we can. Uh, so we'll make that pledge to you. Um, obviously, we can't on guarantee. On our honor. On our honor, yes. <laughs> Ask not what your podcast can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but we're going to try and be much more regular because uh, it was really hard to do this episode today. Yeah, um, given how long it and took we know us that, to like, put the season it's hard on. for you. I get I I understand because I get mad when my episodes are one day late yeah. on stuff I listen to. Like so, I understand oh, yeah. it, it's yeah. probably very frustrating. Um, so we're gonna try and do an every other week schedule and hopefully really start pounding through. Um, I mean, I think that the show just accelerates. I know. Personally. I'm so excited for the this next season. the next few seasons. I think are the best. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thanks for thanks for slogging through this ridiculously self-indulgent award ceremony. With my me and my best co-host. Yes, my best co-host, of course. The most other most important award. Um, and uh, we love you all, and can't wait to start season four. Let's go. Have a good night. And good luck. <laughs> <laughs>